Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Take a Sip podcast. We are on episode three, and I have a beautiful guest here, my friend, Alma. You guys may know her from TikTok. Yay! She shared quite a bit of her story on TikTok, and I'm excited to dive a little deeper with Alma and answer one of you guys' main questions. Um, But before we do, make sure you guys Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can also find us here on YouTube if you prefer to see us visually, because I think I would like to look at us. <laughs> I think we're uh, easy on the eyes. We are. We're easy on yeah. the eyes. Um, so as always, we're going to start the very first uh, segment with her, an introduction of Alma. So maybe you guys don't know who Alma is, so I will let her debrief you and give you a little small intro of exactly who Alma is. Hello everyone, I'm Alma. I am a loan officer. I wasn't a loan officer prior to sharing my story on TikTok. The reason why it's pretty big on TikTok or got pretty famous is because I shared how I was cheated on um, by my husband of 10 years, or ex-husband now, we're now divorced. And um, I just moved on and I shared like everything that I went through from the moment we signed the documents for the divorce to the moment I caught him cheating to the moment that, you know, we decided to just like move forward. But yeah, I, I feel like I've helped a lot of women move forward with their lives. And the greatest compliment that I've received has been, I left my ex because of you. You. And I'm like, yes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly how I found Alma. So I've told you guys before, it's very difficult for me to express things when I'm actually going through them. It takes me like I have to be past it. And I feel like when you're going through something that dark, because again, you guys know, or maybe you guys don't know, my husband of also 10 years cheated on me too. And when I was going through that, she was going through it, but she had the courage to be open about her story and like share the things that she was going through. And she was very vulnerable and she was my saving grace. That's how I befriended Alma because she had the courage to say and express the things that I was holding on to. And she also gave me hope because she started to her healing journey and she started to work on herself a little bit before I did. And she just gave me that hope that there was something better, something different, another life. And I just had to have the courage to make a decision for myself. And so that's who Alma was for me as she is for many people on TikTok. Um, and on now on Instagram and all these things. And now she inspires women too in the career field and to pursue their dreams. And it's never too late to do something different. So, uh, she's just overall an incredible human being. So I'm excited to be sitting with Alma here today. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, and she's also a mommy. So just everything. I, our lives are pretty, pretty similar. So you're going to hear a lot of the same types of opinions, but just a little bit different in experiences. Um, Okay, so we always get started with the audience and what they have to say. So I asked today on IG what your icks are. So what are some of your icks, okay? So we're going to start with everybody else's icks, and then we're going to get into what are some of your icks. Something that makes you go, oof. And I'm sure there's a lot. So... I always love to hear from you guys, the audience. So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, go and follow me on Instagram because that is where I communicate with everyone. I'm pretty communicative with everyone and responsive. So make sure you guys head over there so that that way you don't miss out on giving your input. Yes. Okay. So bad breath 
and too much cockiness. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's horrible. Okay, but don't kiss me in the morning. Like I will not kiss you. Go brush your teeth first. Okay, but what about when they have cheese on their teeth? You know that's never like, happened to me. Has like that the gum? No. Yet? No. <laughs> like actual cheese? Like. <laughs> You mean like yellow? Like, like a, yellow? Have you ever seen people with a gunk? Oh, like, yes. It's oh never happened God. to me. Oh, but no. I would never be attracted to it. I mean, like, I, I'm not kissing you, sorry. No, dude. Go to the dentist first. But even meeting some. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Okay. When they have wandering eyes. Oh, God. That is so disrespectful. I feel like more than anything, that's a red flag, no? That is a red flag. Yeah, and, and as a woman, like let's say you're walking by and there's a couple there, and you know the man's looking at you, I feel bad for the other woman. I'm like, I oh do my too. god, that is so embarrassing. Like I feel mortified. That's horrible. I don't like that feeling either. And as a matter of fact, whenever I'm talking to a couple, I never address the man. Just I'm moment. always eye contact with the woman, and if you. he says something, I'll acknowledge what he said by and looking, and then go back to her and just talk to her because I don't like that feeling. I don't want to be, no, like. I don't care about anything mm -hmm. over there. Whatever you got going on, girl, that's your shit. Um, okay. Dirty shoes. Does that bug you? Not really. I mean, yeah, to an extent. But, like, it's raining, you know? Everyone's shoes are dirty. I just washed mine. <laughs> dirty shoes don't bug me either. No. Like, it depends how dirty. Like, but, did he, does he not have new shoes? or? Like... But, like, if you go to dinner and he's wearing white tennis shoes, like, they better be clean, you know? Yeah, don't be yeah. out here embarrassing me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, a dirty car. Yes. I feel like men should not have a dirty car. Me neither. If that, a man has a dirty car... Red flag. His, he for sure lets the water run down his butt. He doesn't put soap in it. <laughs> <laughs> he for sure... <laughs> For sure. If he has a dirty car, because um, I feel like a man's pride is his car. You know what? Well, talk, going back to that, my ex-husband was very clean. Like, I know he washed it. <laughs> but his car is really dirty now. And that is like an egg. Like, oh. Dirty with what, though? Like, messy. Like, a bunch of shit inside. It's because he's just a mess. Yeah. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, um, dirty nails. That's never happened to me. Like I, dirty fingernails. Yeah, I wouldn't be with a guy that has dirty fingernails. Okay. But dirty hands means manly, though. Like, I love, like, <sighs> manly, big hands, dirty construction. I Choke me, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Gasping for air? No, for real, me too. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I don't mind dirty nails because I like... Now that I've gotten older and now that I've gotten kind of dated a little bit, I realize that I really am attracted to like uh, blue collar men, like yeah. the men that get dirty, that their hands are dirty, that their hands are rough because they're just doing man things. I'm like, oh, let's yeah, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> What's something dirty you can answer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you grab me like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay, uh, somebody said men in general are the ick. Yes, that too. That, we agree. We couldn't agree with you more. That too, that too. Uh, let's see. Cheap cologne. Yes. But, you know, I don't think I've ever smelled cheap cologne. Like, what Like what time? Where are you guys finding these men at? Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever smelled cheap cologne either. Maybe at the club, like, passing by but somebody. But how do you tell it's cheap? 
I think it has like a more distinct, like vulgar scent. Mm. Not so much like refreshing or like clean. It smells like vulgar, like aggressive, like. Mm. Today at the club, I'm gonna be like ghetto. <laughs> Smelling everybody. Yes. Like come here. <laughs> All right, give me one of your icks. When they check the the. When they review the check, so like you know, you go to dinner, you have drinks, or it's something, and you go to they ask for the check, and now they're checking the check, like to make sure that they didn't add anything else. Oh, like that every is, transaction. Yes, that is like the huge, like the biggest ick for me. It's like, what are you checking for? Like that you order a soda or tequila water line. <laughs> I just love it when they just take out their wallet and they don't look at it. Just, here you go. Okay. Whatever. Yes, if you like, added thirty things to it, boss. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I feel like that too. Um, I I think one of my icks in line with you too is that when they ask you how much something costs you, like when they ask you, I I've had experiences where they ask you like, oh well, how much is that? Like, oh like if I get my teeth done, for example, like well, how much was that? Oh yeah, and like like why do you care? Go fix yours. Yeah, like why do you care? Or like oh well, how much was your hair? Like damn, that's how much. It, and then you tell them, and then they have like an adverse reaction. Dude. Oh no, you're like bye. Thank you next. <laughs> Thank you next. Why does it matter? Yes. No. And then I feel like if they're asking you, it's because they're concerned about the fact that they would not be able to do that for you. Yes, of course. Yeah, and that's just a major, major ache for me. Or that they wouldn't do it for you because some men have the money, they just don't want to spend it. Like they don't find value in having their woman looking good, selling Speak good. on it. Like they just don't want to. And a man with money that doesn't want to give it away to his woman is like worse than a man with no money. It, worse. Worse. Absolutely worse. Like he wants to hold on to, like for what? What's the point? I don't know. <laughs> What's the point? We, we don't know, so we won't be with them. <laughs> yeah, and we don't want to know. No. We don't want to know. Thank you, next. <laughs> yeah, okay, what about a physical ick? Like a physical ick. Something que te da asco. You know what? I don't have one. I don't have one. Let me think. Bad breath in the morning. You look, you yeah, know. that's a physical ick. Yeah. I think for me, a guy that doesn't clean his lagañas. Like, that he just lets his eyes be crusty, and, like, you just, like, you just have no self-care, like. Yeah, no. Like, you I wouldn't be with one like that. Yeah, me neither, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, in general. Have you seen him? If you notice that, like, or if you see them, like, once people, because once people get comfortable and they're in their natural habitat, you get to see the things that they really actually don't pay attention to, that they only did pay attention to because. Yeah, that's true. They were, you know, Most trying somebody. to. Yes, right, yes. Right. That so, is true. That's a that's a good yeah. One. What about when they don't shower? I mean, I've never been with with men that don't like showering, but it's like, dude, aren't you gonna shower before you get ready to go to dinner? What if they just spray themselves with cologne to cover up stink? Oh, that's mm -hmm. horrible. And they don't do that at first because at first they want to be clean and showered. Pero al rato, when they're comfortable. <laughs> what about when they don't have wipes in the restroom? Oh. Major A. <laughs> That's concerning. Right? Yeah, because I know for sure they have a bush back there. And how are you wiping the full bush with the toilet paper? Right, right. I need wipes. You have a little, all the little rolls left in oh. there. Oh, the little scraps. And oh. then you want to have sex like that? No, thank you. Oh. And then there's men out here that want to get their booty ate. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> no, I can't. No, 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 no. I'm not getting down there. Okay, you. you know what? You win. That is major <laughs> ick. Yep. 
No baby wipes like, in the no bathroom. Major ick. You win. That was a good Yay. one. <laughs> no, you can't talk that. I was like, no. you're absolutely right, girl. Every bathroom in my house has baby, baby wipes. wipes. Yes. yes. Every single one. Uh, okay. Well, now that we're done with the eggs, I think that we should roll into the main topic. So, uh, one of the biggest questions that I get quite often, and I know that Alma gets quite often too, is... How did you get the courage to leave? What made you leave? Like, what what gave you that courage? I know uh, a lot of women use the cop-out of the kid. A lot of women uh, use the comfortability that, you know, they don't leave. And it's like, I think a lot of women ask because they just don't know how to go. And I don't think that there's a right way to go or a specific way it just whenever you feel. But I'm going to let Alma share her story on uh, when she finally decided to leave and her reasoning. I think I was going crazy. Like, I was with this man for 10 years. It wasn't the first time that he had cheated. I think my whole relationship was like that with him, where I would be checking phone calls, phone at the end of the night, checking every single application on the phone, finding dating apps that I didn't even know existed, like POF, and always finding messages and trying to call those numbers. I'm like, hey, are you talking to my husband? And would say his name, and they're like, no, I'm talking to another name. But he told me it's like he would tell them his name was different. And I was, I felt like I was always messaging uh, women on Instagram and Facebook, coming to them from woman to woman, like, hey, tell me if my husband is talking to you or trying to get at you because I always felt so insecure and I felt that there was something going on. And I'm not saying I, I was a saint. I was not. I grew up in a very um, turmoil household, I would say. Like my, my dad used to physically abuse my mom and us too. And I think that me growing up with that was something that I had in me. Like I would always look for a reason to fight with him. And this is when I was like 19 to probably 23, 24 before I had my son. So I would always find a reason to fight for him or I would just like blow up. Like you were on the attack. Yes. Like, like, you were always ready and that made you feel like you were in your natural environment. Yeah. And you thrived whenever you were on the attack. And I was on survival mode. Mm -hmm. Like I realized, I didn't realize that until recently that I was always on survival mode. Like I, my friends would always make fun of me because I would have a new phone. And the reason why I would have a new phone is because I would get so mad at him that I would grab my phone and throw it at him <laughs> and it wouldn't hit him. I, that was intentional. <laughs> it would hit the wall and it would just break. So I always had a new phone. And so when I had my son, something in me changed. Like becoming a mother was, I don't want my son to grow up the same way that I grew up. Like I want things to change. So I started going through this journey of self-development. And I was always looking for ways to grow, listening to podcasts, studying, um, um, you know, watching videos or reading books. And um, I started learning about, I was, I used to be a manager at an ophthalmology office and I started learning about mortgage lending. And around that time I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I want to do this. And he would always hold me back and be like, Hey, no, you have a stable paycheck every two weeks. What if you don't make any money? Like, what if doubting you? Yes. And I, and then in return, I would doubt myself. So as the years progressed and I started to learn more about self-development, I went to a training called MITT. It's called Mastery and Transformative Training. That training is like intense therapy in five days. Like you find out your whys. 
And then one of the exercises that we had, because they make you do things, I it was taking out the trash, right? So we're going through piles of trash. And one of the things that came up for me was ending my relationship. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, no, I'm not going to end my relationship. Like, I'm a mom. My son is four years old. He's a good man. He's hardworking. He's handsome. My family loves him. My friends love him. And I, I always praised him, but I never praised myself. So it was always why I wouldn't leave him and the thought that I couldn't do better. That I, I was like, this is, the, this is the best I can get. Like, this is, this is it. Like, I'm not going to do that. So that happened in November of 2019 when that came up for me. And I always say that the universe has a way of working things for you yes. because whether you want it or not, leaving my relationship is something that I always thought about. Like I remember washing dishes and thinking, is this all there is? You know, if you know me now, you know that I'm not really, I don't really like cooking. I don't really like washing dishes. And I would always do it before. And the reason why, no soy cochina tampoco. You're so mean. <laughs> the, the reason why is because I did it for him. Like I made myself do it to please him because I was wifey. Because I wanted to show him that, you know, I deserved him being loyal to me and choosing me. Because that's what I always wanted him to do, to choose me. You were in the very pick me mentality. Yes, yes. So I went to this training and that came up for me and you know at that time we were trying to get pregnant So we we're trying to have a baby. It didn't happen in December. We said if by December it doesn't happen That's it. We're not trying anymore So at that time also I was already studying to take my exam to become a mortgage loan officer I passed my test and I would tell them like hey, I want to quit my job Like I'm ready to go full-time like let me do this full-time. He'll be like nope what if you don't what if you don't make it like what if and i was like no i can do it i can do it so one day i came home and i was like peace out i already quit too bad i'm not asking for permission. sorry but it was after that training because i realized that i was holding myself back waiting for somebody else's approval as opposed to approving it for myself like one thing that i learned is that you are the only one that matters your opinions about you are the only one that matters even your kids' opinions not even matter. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's selfish, and it's going to sound selfish to a lot of people to say that, but you got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people, of your of your children. And that's one thing that I learned. Like, you know what? I have to do this. Your opinion's not going to matter anymore. Like, it's my opinion. I want to do it. I'm going to get it done, and I did it. So fast forward two months later, he's supposed to go on a vacation with my friends. or Well, they were his friends, too. It was like a bachelor party. And that's when the whole thing transpired about me finding out that he was cheating, you know, us coming back to L.A. and me being like, hey, you're not home. What's going on? Like, is there somebody else? And he would be like, no, 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 always denying it. And I was going crazy again. After all the growth that I had for five years since my son was born to that point where I was like crazy, like I swear Anxious. I was going, yes, you feel so much anxiety and like you want to cry, you want to scream and I couldn't even it's all in here. Oh my god! Even just <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I went to therapy for many, many months. I would say like almost two years, and I feel that I've healed myself. But going and thinking about myself and feeling how I was feeling then always brings like some Those type of emotion. That, yeah. You know, it's like fuck. I can't believe I went through that. So on one night, uh, you know, I was already tracking him because I didn't, I didn't trust him. Like I, I was tracking him, and it wasn't through find my iPhone because we used to share each other's location but when he cheated he's like oh you don't trust me I want you to show me that you trust me 
I don't want to share my location. I was like, oh yeah, thank you. Well, let me let me track you otherwise. So I was already tracking him. So he said he was on his way home and he wasn't. He wasn't he was going to the other woman's house. And at that moment I decided I was like, what am I doing? Like, am I gonna go look for him again? Am I gonna grab my car and drive to his house when I have my son sleeping in the room? And I'm going to leave him, like, what if he wakes up? What if, like, the neighbors find out? What if they call, like, I don't know, a, so, a social worker yeah. or something? Because, to be honest, I did that once. I did that once. When because you're so me. crazy. I was crazy. Yeah. I was crazy. And they make you crazy. Oh, God. It was, like, the worst. And I was, at that moment, that was when I decided, like, no more. Like, I'm not going to go through this again. I'm 30 years old. I want more from life. I wanted a big family. I, I wanted to have two kids. We were we had already planned to buy a house like uh, the previous year. It just didn't happen. Like I just wanted more from life. I had already quit my job. I was ready to go 100% with my new profession. And things in my personal life were not aligning. And I was like, I need to work through this. So the thing that I did was turn off my phone and go to sleep. I went to sleep. I wake up the next day. How did you go to sleep? I think I felt so much peace that I had decided that was what I was going to do at that moment that it, it just automatically, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. So it didn't require any confrontation. It really just took a decision inside of you. It was not really a confrontation at all. There was no confrontation. Even even from the moment that I, when I found out that he did indeed cheat because he always denied it. And you're thinking, like when they're, they're saying, no, 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 I'm not cheating, I'm not cheating. You think you're crazy. Like, oh my God, am I like losing my family for being crazy? Like, am I, like what's going on? Like I was always, you know, that was always in the back of my head. And when I realized that there was indeed another woman, it was just like, I knew it. Like, it was just like, this is just what I needed. Like, the validation that I am not crazy. You're the crazy one for fumbling the bag. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it the whole time. Yeah, so. It, okay, so really quick. Going back to when you were 19 and in your early 20s. Obviously, I feel like because you hadn't developed some of these skills that you developed after going to these courses and deciding that you wanted to work on yourself and things like that. Um, it was very hard for you to leave. And one of the big things that I stress to young girls is just leave him. Like, he's not the one. Because I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel like in being 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, you don't even know who you are or what you really want out of life. So it's best to just not focus on relationships and focus on yourself in this time period of life. 100%. Yeah, because and then it makes it harder for you to leave because you have this comfortability and you have this desire of romanticizing something because it's all that you knew. And, and one thing that I learned is that if you romanticize or you look at someone's potential, then they're not the one for you. Yes. Like if you're in your 20s, you know, if you're 18, 19, 20, 27, you're thinking, well, maybe, maybe what if he changes and then we get married and his family. And when this, and when this happens, then this is going to be like this. And it's romanticizing and romanticizing will get you nowhere. Yeah. You shouldn't have to romanticize anybody. Whoever is for you, when you see them, they will be that exact person that needs that has everything that you need, that can fulfill the things that you need so that the relationship can thrive. If at any moment you're romanticizing the possibility of what it could be, just just walk away. And I know that it's hard when you're younger, so obviously you stay. What were your reasonings for staying at that at that time period? 
I didn't, I feel that I didn't know what self-love was. After leaving my ex-husband, I went through this journey of finding who I was really, who I really was and loving myself. I didn't love myself enough to say I deserve better. I didn't love myself enough to say like, hey, I can be on my own because I think one of the things um, or the biggest was being alone. Like I'm going to be alone and lonely mm -hmm. and not have a boyfriend or not have a husband. Like, no, you really learn how to love yourself when you're not in a relationship, when you're by yourself. You don't need a man to teach you that self-love because you are the only one that needs it for yourself. Do you feel like, I know you touched on your parents' relationship a bit. Do you feel like uh, what you witnessed in your home and how your father treated your mom, um, did that shape kind of what you accepted or what you tolerated? I think so. So my ex was never abusive or right. anything like that. There's different types of forms of abuse. Uh -huh. um, I think that one of the reasons why I also stayed was because I come from a very traditional family. I would say my mom stayed with my dad for 14 years. Yeah, you so know? she stayed. So, so she, And I'm not getting beat up, so... Right, so I need to stay too. Yeah. Because we have a kid. Like, yeah. that was a big thing. Like, I'm going to stay because how am I going to take away my son's dad away from him? Like, that was that was huge. So you guys that have kids out there, um, pay attention to this. Because a lot of the times we tell ourselves that, you know, we're staying for the kids. But are you really doing your kids the best that you can do for them? You're actually doing them a disservice because um, kids you know, you lead by example and they're seeing your example. And so this is a prime example of Alma staying um, because this is what was customary. And it is what is instilled in us in Hispanic households of like, oh, well, I saw my mom staying. She was getting beat up. At least I'm not getting beat up. So, but I would stay. <laughs> so I'll stay, yeah. you know, at least I'm not this. So I'll stay because it's not as bad as this. But if my mom could tolerate it, then I could tolerate this. And the only thing I can really tell you is, like, if you have kids, just imagine their lives being exactly like yours because that's the example that you set. And I don't know about you guys, but I'll be damned if my kids, if I see my kids living a life that I live because that's the example I set for them. Hell no. Mm -hmm. I want them to have a beautiful life. I want them to have a beautiful relationship. Yeah, everybody has problems and things like that, but in a healthy way. So I'll be damned if I'm the reason that my kid is suffering in the future because I set the example of tolerating bare minimum. Right. Or not loving yourself. So if you're in this situation and you're finding it hard to leave, think about your kids reliving what you lived because you didn't set a better example. And I think that that should be quite a bit of motivation, I think, to decide like, yeah. hey, you know what? <laughs> I don't want this for him or I don't want yeah. this for him. If there's anybody that you love, it's your kid. Yeah. And your kid is like, everything and I think that if you're finding it difficult think about your kid reliving what you lived because that's what they witnessed because it matters it matters because your childhood traumas will be your adult relationships mm -hmm. so that was a childhood trauma of mine and you know it was my adult relationship with my ex and after finding out that you after finding self-love it's when you start like knowing and noticing it all the red flags that other people have. And you're like, red flag, red flag, no, no, no. And you really choose to be alone. Like, mm -hmm. I choose to be, I don't feel lonely. I just choose to be alone. And, like, my company, my own company is the best. And not only that, but, like, having friends like you, like Sylvia, like all the girls that, you know, that you know, it's like we support each other. It's like 
Why do I need to, a man to subtract from my life when I can add by myself and with my girls, you know? Yep. Unless you're adding, I don't want it. Unless you're giving me more than I can give myself, I don't want it. No. Like, please don't bother me. Please don't waste my time. And aside from that, even if you're trying to bother me or waste my time, I can see that you're trying to bother me and waste my time, and I'm just not going to talk to you. Red flag. Yeah, I'm going to go by. Sorry, bye. You don't like Bad Bunny? Red flag. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't hang out with you. No, I couldn't agree with you more. So then um, after you went through this, like, journey of self-discovery and healing while in your relationship, uh, and you finally discovered that he was doing this again and it was going to be a repeated thing and you decide to let it go. How do you bring that conversation up? Because I think for me, it was something that was like, I knew that it needed to be over. I knew months before, like maybe three months before I knew that it was going to end, but I felt like I couldn't leave. Just, I couldn't just get up and say, you have to leave. Like some, I felt like I needed something to happen so I could say, that's it. You know, and it took some time for something to happen, but I knew that it was over mm -hmm. months before and I just needed something. So you have, I think, a lot more courage than I do in that sense to just be able to say, nope. That's it. Yeah. So that day that he didn't come home, um, that I was tracking him and I went to sleep, he shows up the next day and he tells me he went to go have drinks with a friend. So all everything he was telling me didn't make sense. And but wasn't he on his way home? He was on his way home, but he didn't end up, so he turned off his phone, or he wasn't answering my calls, and he, he was just not going to come home. I knew he was not going to come home. So I turned off my phone, and I went to sleep. The next day in the morning, he shows up. So he shows up the next day. So he doesn't come home to sleep. That's when I decided, like, I'm just going to turn off my phone. I'm done. Like, I don't want anything. So he calls me in the morning. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I fell asleep in my car because I went to go have drinks with this guy named Omar but without even telling you as his wife without even telling you like hey babe I'm gonna go get some drinks to decompress nothing oh that's when I knew like hey, oh wow he going had on. no respect at all. Act... not even like to fake it no 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 so I'm trying to act nice I'm like okay well are you gonna come home like what's gonna happen I'm, I'm trying to be the nicest like I'm fuming but I'm trying to be really nice you know so he comes home and I'm like, hey, so I make him breakfast. You made breakfast? Yes. I hope you spit in it. I was, no, <laughs> I was trying to be really smart about how I was going to go about things, you know? I feel like I needed proof to validate that I was not making the wrong decision. One. Two, that I wasn't crazy and that there was indeed something happening. And that, I, you know, just give him the benefit of the doubt. If you know me, you know that I give people the benefit of the you doubt. You are a very kind All person. the time. Yes. So I asked him for his phone and he's like, why do you want it? I'm like, because I want to know that what you're saying is true. That you went out for drinks with Omar. So let me see. So he gives me his phone and I go through everything again. Like sitting, just how we're sitting right now. And he's with my son playing and I'm like next to him. I can't find anything. Not even text messages about like we're meeting at this bar or like we're going to go have drinks. Um, until I go through, uh, was it Google Maps? And I see an, addre an address and it was around the area where he was. Because with the thing that I was tracking him, didn't give me the oh, exact, specific place. It's just a radius, right? So I was like, okay, I have the address. I screenshot it and I send it to myself. And he's like, why are you doing that? And I was like, because I just, I want to save it. I want to know if you were telling me the truth. But I'm going to tell you one thing. You ever not come home again, that's it. I'm done. I'm 30 years old. We were trying to have babies last year. I want more from life, David. Like, we said, we were, he said, David, David. <laughs> we said, oh, 
Don't date David. Guys. Don't date David. Please don't. And your son's name. My son's <laughs> name too. Let me change his name. Yeah, I'm like my son's name is too. I'm gonna call him DJ. Yeah, Junior. Lord. DJ. So I I told him that, and he's like, okay, okay. So he's still denying, and I'm trying to act normal. So it was in, until the following week where he didn't come home again. And that's when I was like, I'm done. Like, I went to the office. I was already training for mortgage lending. I'm driving to the office, and this is like the darkest moment of my life. Because I had already told him, if you don't come home again, I'm done. That's it. So now I have to abide by my word. Because if you're going to tell him it's something. that boundary. So when you um, make a boundary, you have to honor the boundary. Because if you do not honor the boundary... It's yeah, it's just gonna continue to get violated. They're gonna mm -hmm. take you as a joke. Mm -hmm. They're really mm -hmm. not gonna take you seriously. So, and that applies to anything, you guys. Whatever boundaries you have, if somebody violates them, learn to be firm with your boundaries. That's a yes. big thing. Yes. And so I'm driving to the office, and it was raining, just how it's been raining now. And I, my first thought was just like going off the freeway. And that's when I realized I really you lost wanted your to, mind. I, I really yeah. wanted to do something like I was like the world would be better without me. Like I was in such a dark place. place. I was in the darkest place of my life and that's when I realized I need help. So I'm some driving through the rain thinking about it. I'm like also helping a therapist that I had saved before and I called and they answered right away and they gave me like a phone, I would say phone consultation and I made an appointment for the very next day. So he doesn't come home that day again. So it's twice in a row. Then I go and I speak to the therapist and she's like, okay, so why are you here? What do you want me to do? And I'm like, tell me what to do. Like, I need somebody to tell me what to do. And she's like, you need to have a conversation with him because if you don't, then he's going to continue to do it. And I was like, I already told him, you do this to me, I'm done. And she's like, you have to follow through with your word. Then you're done. Then you're done. Yeah. And she's like, it doesn't mean this is the was end. This Nancy? This was Nancy. Yeah, she will tell you. Nancy well, is the best, you guys. She, she will tell you that you need to follow through. Yes. Well, you said that. Yeah. So you need to follow through. Yes. Yeah. She's the one that helped me. Yeah, me too. So I, I called him. He didn't answer. So it wasn't like a big fight or confrontation or anything like that. After leaving therapy, I felt the same way I felt the very first time he didn't come home after, you know, after so many years. So I go home and I text them and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be going to my mom's house for the weekend. Um, you have the place to yourself. I'm going to leave bags or luggage. I don't know what I told him in the living room. Please pack your things and leave. Like, please do that. He didn't reply. He had his red receipts on. So he read it and he didn't reply until two hours later. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm sick. Yeah. That was crazy, huh? Oh, he really is, um, huge ego big huge man. yeah i'm pretty sure it's the same now but that was the day that i went home before telling him that i wasn't going to be home and i went and i went to the restroom i grabbed his toothbrush and i brushed the <laughs> toilet i'm like he's gonna come home he's for sure he's gonna brush his teeth that was a little act of victory yes <laughs> it feels so good to do that i was still sad though i was a saddie then i was okay you're crying while you're scrubbing the toilet <laughs> <laughs> so I leave I leave um for the weekend. Oh by this time I had already told my parents. So that day I told my parents. I hadn't told anybody because 
I didn't want to be the type of person that I'm gonna share that we're having an argument or he's doing something and then get back with him because that's like worse. People are not gonna like him anymore, you know? No, and then they're gonna form their own judgments about you and then they're gonna get tired of your story, like, okay, you're always saying this, you're always like they're over it. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I, I told I told my parents that they fully were one hundred percent supportive of my decision. And then I go back after the weekend, so I go back on Monday and his toothbrush wasn't there and all the skincare. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him he this. took like, his new toothbrush. He took his toothbrush. He did he know I told him this a few I wanna say like about a year ago and he's like, I can't believe you did this. He was super pissed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Payback, your own little form of payback. Yes. That's nothing compared to what he did, bro. He could have brought home all kinds of stuff to you. Yes. Oh my god, yes. 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 I actually did have chlamydia when I found that I was pregnant. <laughs> and it like it wasn't from any like it, it was from him. I was and like, you didn't pregnant. Question, you didn't question him then? He said it was like two weeks before and he did something and like he was super sorry, but he already knew he had it. He just hadn't told me. And he still was intimate with you? He really... He didn't want to. It was so weird. Okay, that's another story. He didn't want to for, like, about two weeks, right? And I was like, oh, maybe because I'm pregnant. Like, it's weird. Until, like, the day before we go to the doctor to have my ultrasound, we had sex. And then I I take the test or, like, they do the testing. And then it comes up that I have chlamydia. So then I go and tell him, like, did you know that I have it? Like, did you have it too? Like, did you know? And he's like, yes. Yeah. So he confessed. Like, I was... And oh tonight, somebody you else. Still didn't leave him. I was pregnant. I was so I didn't love myself. I didn't love myself. It wasn't until after getting pregnant that I realized I needed to change. And you know, I went through this. It's a process. Like it's so easy to come and tell somebody you need to leave because he cheated on you, or oh, you need totally. to leave because he gave you something. It's so easy to tell somebody that, but it's a process that you have to decide to go through. Because you can say yes, I'm gonna leave him, and then get home and not do it. It's a process, mm -hmm. but you, no one's going to come and save you. You're only going to save yourself. And so that makes me so sad. And I can just imagine like how small you felt. Oh, yes. How small, because even thinking about like, and like I, even when you don't have like self-love, you still tell yourself like, what are you doing? Like, you're better than this. And you, you could, you still have these conversations, but it's like, you don't believe them. Even though you can tell yourself verbally, like, you deserve better than this, you shouldn't be here, this is not right, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can tell yourself all these things, but you just don't believe them, and you, you won't go. And I can just imagine how sad you actually really were. I was. I was super sad for a while. Do you look back at pictures and see yourself and see somebody you don't recognize? Yes. Do you see sadness in you? Like, no glow, no radiating energy? fitness when I see my before pictures that I share some TikToks on on my TikTok about how I looked before defeated like my eyes show sadness and and I felt defeated like this is it you know and now I'm like I'm happy yeah just glowing yeah totally I I agree I look back too and I see emptiness like empty tired like 20 years older than my age just because of sadness like this like deep dark place that you can't express to anybody and it just it's it really shows when you're genuinely not in a good place it comes out on the outside or if you're not being loved properly you can see it yeah it's you can see it it it's in your energy it's in your aura it's in your complexion it's in your eyes especially the eyes yes the eyes look like i look back and i'm like she looks so sad like i don't even know her 
And I, I feel bad for her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really sad. Okay, so um, so you get your little lick back. He leaves. <laughs> um, he I'm assuming he goes to be with whomever he was doing things with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's that? What's the divorce process and all that like? What is the aftermath? Did you struggle with like uh maybe did I make the right choice? Did you have these thoughts of like, dang, I miss him? Like, I, it's very real to miss something that's not good for you, by the way, guys. It doesn't mean that you should go back, but it's very real to miss something that you know is not good for you. I always missed him. Like, not recently, but when I was going through that process, I want to say that I didn't stop missing him until maybe a year and a half after we separated. But I remember I had like really bad moments where I would just sit down and cry when I was doing my makeup. When I, you know, there were days that I was like in bed all day, all night, and would we'll, would do the bare minimum for my son. This is COVID time, so everything. Were you was doing close. TikTok then? I was sharing some of what I was going through. Yeah, okay. I was sharing then. Um, I I wouldn't. You know, I would just be in bed all day because I was depressed. Like I was really depressed. The only thing that I would look forward to was my meeting with my therapist with Nancy every other week because I started doing it week weekly and then I switched to every other week it, it was expensive and um I was always like questioning myself is this the right choice but although he would say like I want my family he wouldn't take the actions like he wouldn't do anything to get his family back right and and I just started to like take care of myself physically I had a, a, a tummy tuck and my boobs done and then I was like he's not gonna have this ever again and, you know, I made the mistake of sleeping with him after. So then I became the other woman. <laughs> it was, and then I felt super guilty. I felt super, super guilty. So Does she know about this? I, I told her. I, it was, yeah, it was a long time ago. I, I told her, I reached out to her and I told her, obviously she probably didn't believe me then because he, you know, men have a way of like gaslighting women that they're with. And for some reason, we believe everything they say. Yeah. So I wouldn't doubt it if she didn't believe it. But at that moment, it, I didn't do it because I wanted to get back at her. I wanted him. Yeah. I missed him. And it's okay to have those setbacks, you know? As long as you're aware and you're like, okay, the decision that I made was the right decision. Like, I'm never going back. Like, there's no way that I can put myself through that because I've done so much work for myself to grow as a person, as a mom, as a human, and he's the same person he was when we were 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, through this process of the divorce, um, he obviously wanted 50% custody. They always fight for that because they don't want to pay anything. I wasn't working, so although I had already gotten my license to do mortgage loans, it was kind of like I was going through the process of, of growth, of you know, healing my heart, and I was healing my heart, and everything was closed, like, COVID, everything, you remember the first months, like, the streets were empty, everything was closed, school was closed, like, my kid couldn't even go to school, I'm like, I can't even cry alone, because I had to, I have to feed him a couple noodles, (laughs) and you're in the bathroom trying to cry, like, trying to use the bathroom, I feel it, in my room, so, that's when I realized that, you have a way of projecting your energy onto your children because I would be super sad day and night and just be in bed and feed my kid um, cereal in the morning, cup of noodle for lunch, cup of noodle for dinner. Like I was that mom where I was so depressed I couldn't even get up. So then the next day I would be like, okay, I need to get up. Like I can't have them indoors all day. Like at least go to my mom's house 
And then I'll be like, hey, let's go out. And he just didn't want to do anything. He was in the couch, like, watching TV all day. And I was like, okay, is it me? Like, is it my energy that I'm projecting onto my son? Mm -hmm. That's when I realized I need to get it together. Like, I can't, I can't be like this. I can't. So I would try to go to my mom's house every day and at least have something to do. No one was working at that time, so everybody was home. So being with family really, really helped me throughout the process. And then he filed for divorce. He was like, I want the divorce. I'm like, okay, then you file for it. I need half money. How was I going to pay to file for the divorce? So I'm at home and I get served. And they bring me the papers and he put the date of separation in November of 2019. Oh my God. I was so upset. Like, you know, this is like something that came back for me. Like, I was angry, I was upset, I was depressed, I couldn't believe him. I wanted to find out, like, did they start the relationship back in November? Like, did she not know that he was married? Maybe he'd lied to her. She knew her. And she knew, well, she knew. I think she really didn't. I think she, she knew. She blocked me, so she knew about me. I didn't know about her. Mm -hmm. It's always the ones that, you know, she knew about you. And um, I couldn't believe it, so I was like, I need to get an attorney. Like, I'm going to get an attorney. So I did hire an attorney, and I was like, I'm going to go after everything because... I wasn't working and he had a side business and he's a police officer. So I was like, I'm going to take your retirement plan. I'm going to file for child support. I'm going to file for alimony. Like I was, you know, going after everything because I was super upset. And then he stopped working overtime. He stopped doing his side business because he didn't want me to, to you know, to come after him. And then he was fighting me for 50% custody. Attorneys are really expensive. Like they're right. really, really expensive. So at the end, we just settled. We went to court twice. They even wanted to put, put a gag order on me because I was sharing my story on TikTok. So this is when everything got really big. I think, like, my, my video that went viral had, like, 27 million views. Like, it oh, my was, gosh. Really? Yes. Like, I would, go, I would go to um, Mexico. I would go to, like, places and be like, oh, you're the girl from TikTok about the girl that got cheated on. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me. Um, so... Uh, because I was sharing my story, they wanted to put a gag order, but the judge was like, no, it's her, they can't silence it's you. her right. Like, yeah. they, they can't do that, you know? Yeah, and especially, too, if you're not even saying names, you're not even saying, like, nothing, you're just generally sharing your story, they can't silence you as no. much as they want to. They can't. They, they can't. can't. And it's, like, it's not that I was talking bad about him, and I still say that now, you know? It's I'm just sharing your story. story. I'm sharing what I went through. Right now, we, you know, sometimes we don't see eye to eye in our co-parenting relationship because we co-parent my son, but um, he's my son's dad, you know, and I know that at the end of the day, there has to be a certain respect towards each other, and um, he's, he's still with his girlfriend, they're together, and like, I have no say in that, but I have heard before that, hey, you're talking about me, like, stop talking about me, like, dude, I'm sharing my story, like, maybe you should stop being such a hoe. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I've gotten the same type of responses from my ex, too, or, like, oh, don't talk about me, don't say this, or just get over it, and it's like, who said that I wasn't? Like, I'm over it, but I'm who sure said that I story. wasn't, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be quiet, or that it wasn't real, or that this didn't happen. It did, and if you get some heat because of that, that's not my problem, because you should have thought about the decisions that you made before you made them. I didn't make the decisions for you. No. It's like... If you shot somebody, I didn't pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. You did. Mm -hmm. And right. why am I responsible for you pulling the trigger? Right. I'm not. Right. You know? So I I will never be silenced. Mm -hmm. And I know that you will never be no. silenced. And it's not that you share things every day. It's just whenever something comes up 
or you think of something or something is prompted, then you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I went through this or I went through that. And you share for other people, for other people to give other people hope. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you should ever, you're not responsible for him nor her. You're responsible for you and for what you went through and for your story. Yes. And nobody else. And look at how many people you help. You help me. So I can only imagine how many people this makes a difference Mm -hmm. for. And you think Mm -hmm. that I'm going to stop because of you? No. Absolutely not. But I do want to give you um, advice. If you're going through a divorce, make sure that you put everything on paper at the end because we settled. I was like, you know what? I want to help him buy his house one day. So I'm not going to put him on garnished child support. He can sell me every month. Like, I was trying to be nice for who? I don't know. For my son, for him. I have no idea. But now... Because I'm leaving the consequences of doing that, it's like no, don't don't try to have a good relationship. I think the worst thing you can do to a man, as so they say, is put him on child support. Like just do it, because at the end of the day, it's only gonna benefit your kid, not this other person, and not yourself. Um, we agreed on a few things, and sometimes he doesn't. Well, actually, he doesn't abide by that. So he was fighting me for 60, fifty uh, percent custody. We settled on 40% custody. My son is with me 90% of the time. Yes, he is. We agreed. Um, he always pays me. Like, he always sells me every month. That's not a problem. We agreed that if my son was to go to private school or any extracurricular activities, we would go 50-50. My son is going to private school, and he says he's not going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, I can't afford it. I'm like, really? You're a cop? You're saying you can't afford your son's private school? I'm like, I'm not even asking you for more money. It's not for me. Just pay half of the school. Like, that's it. And he's like, I'll give you $700 a month. I don't know. A lot of people might think, like, that's a lot. That's good. I don't, I don't know. think that's, that's a lot. That's not a lot. But it's not even me asking him for money. It's like, pay for his half of the school. Like, pay for half of the school. Because then what's the point of, I do all the work. Like, sometimes I feel like it's unfair. And that's one of the... It isn't fair. The, one of the things that we don't see eye to eye, so my advice to you is that if you're going through that, just put on a child support. Just put on a child support. And put everything on paper and record it. Record yeah. when they're not following through with the agreement. Because it's double the work. Now yeah. I have to go through an adjustment just so that he can pay for half of the school. So yeah. like it's like, okay, well, try for you. If you want to do that, then I It's guess. double the work, yeah. you guys. Yeah, so just kind of do things right. From the get-go. And don't expect them to follow through with what they say they'll do. Because they won't. Because they won't. Yeah. And I don't think that's another thing that's really upsetting. Because I've never fallen through with what I promised I was going to do. Never. Just once, actually. I fall short. Yeah. And I, I only did it once with intention because um, we had a disagreement about childcare and things like that. And so when it came to my kids' sports, I was like, no. I'm not going to pay for it pay for it because I already paid for the school and you decided that all of a sudden because you have assistance that you're not going to help so then okay well I'm spending two grand over here you could pay the 300 bucks for every season you know and that's the only time that I did not follow through with my word because I said I would pay for half of everything but at that point I was like no like, like, I do everything. Yeah, I was like, no, that's okay. You know how to make a pig. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. Lord have mercy. Um, okay, so then you're post-divorce, uh, and now you're living, and now you're dating, and he's not even a speckle in your eye. And how is life now? Tell us how life is 
now because I think so many, many, a lot of people, a lot of people that view your content, view my content are in the neck of it, are in the like that, like stuck spot. And they can't either see what's ahead and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and they're just in this like dark place. So tell us where you are now. It's, there's so much peace. Like I sleep very peaceful every night <laughs> knowing that no one, I'm just kidding. It is, it is very peaceful. So I started dating, I started dating maybe about a year and a half ago and it was good. I mean, dating is different and it's new to me because we were married for 10 years. Like, like what is dating? I didn't even know. Like, it's like, are we dating? Are we talking? Are we in a relationship? Like, <laughs> hey, buy you copy one, so we're getting married. Should we, should I label it? Like, you know, I didn't know, but it's very peaceful. I only worry about myself and my son. I only worry about what I want to do and what my son wants to do. I don't have to worry about a third person. And everybody says like, yeah, if you're gonna be dating somebody for a long time or you're gonna be in a relationship, you have to think about the other person. I feel that now because I'm very set on my boundaries. I'm very set on my, um, what I expect from the other person. <clears throat> Just like you said, if you're not gonna add to my life, then I'm not gonna be with you because I'm not gonna divide. I'm not going to go 50-50. I, I did that for 10 years of my life. Same thing. And I'm not going to subtract from my life. Like, I'm, I'm just not. Like, I'm very set on what I want. And if you're not the one that can do that for me, then I'm going to be alone. I'm going to work on myself. And then I'll be with the right person. Yeah. And then, so, in dating, uh, I know that you've had some experiences um, that have not been great also in dating. And, um, but I feel like being that you have gone through what you've gone through, you kind of knew how to navigate that better. And you kind of knew when it was time yeah. to choose yourself. Yes. So I think a big thing, uh, takeaway is for you guys to work on yourselves so that when you do start dating, because not the first person you date is going to be the more one. than likely the one. You know, so I you have to have that, like, you know, that discernment to be like, hey, I got to learn to choose myself. So... Just so you guys know, go ahead online and you're going to say something. It's a work in process because the first guy I dated, I thought I was going to marry. I was like, if he were to ask me to marry him, I would marry him. I, I know was, which one, the one that took you on vacay? Uh-huh, DJ guy. Yeah, yeah. I know who. We call him DJ guy. And then all my friends met him and they were like, why? Like, <laughs> we don't get it. Why? I was like, I don't know. He, You know what? He set the tone on how men should treat me or how men should treat women because he was like, he treated me like a queen, you know? And I was like, okay, this is what I want. If I don't get this, then I'm, I'm not doing it. Obviously, he fucked up too, and so did I. But it set the tone, and then, like, it just put the bar so much higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On on what you want. On the bare yes. minimums. Yes. The bare minimums that you'll accept. Yes. And I'm telling you guys, as you get older too, you start to get more clear about what you really, really want and what you really, really don't want. Mm -hmm. And nothing interrupts that. No. Nothing. It's like nothing can alter any of that because you're like, okay, no, not doing that. No. Or not entertaining this. You know, it just, it becomes very clear. Um, okay, and what would you say, I know that you're not looking at all. I know that you're just in a place where you're just happy and content where you are, much like myself. I'm not looking either. I'm just, whatever comes, comes. Whatever doesn't come. I sleep just as good every night. I'm busy anyways. My yes. calendar, I can't even fit Sophia in sometimes. I'm like, oh, Sophia, I don't even, like, it's just constant uh, things going on all the time. 
So if somebody comes, great. And if somebody doesn't, I'm still okay. Uh, but if you were to say your, what would your person, what qualities would your person have? What are the big qualities that your person would have? He has to be honest. He has to be loyal. A great communicator. He has to do some type of personal and self-development. He has to be well-established because... What's well-established? Give me a number. Like, have a business, you know. Give me a number, own Alma. A home. I'll give you a number, like a monthly? Like a monthly number. Give me a number. Because this is a very real conversation. I feel like... I feel like... I'm sorry to tell you guys, but I feel like you guys settle. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. I feel like we we have a tendency to settle for something that's beneath us. He has to make more money than me. Okay. Like, I know how much monthly I can make and okay. I make. Like, he has to make way more. He has to have his own place. If the conversation of me or us moving in together were to come across, like, hey, I'm moving you in and your son with me. Or, like, I'm going to get a place for us. Like, there's no way that I'm going to go... Let's get a better place 50-50. Like, let's buy a house. No, I'm buying a house for us. Then, okay. Like, that's how it has to be. Yes. So, he has mm -hmm. to make a decent yes. amount. So, yes. it's definitely six-figure range. I would say uh, no single dad. So, he has to not be a, a dad. And I know that's counter. I feel like a lot of people, call they've called me a hypocrite. Because they're like, you're a single mom and you won't date single dads. That's really interesting. Well, the reason why is because my son is my priority. And if I were to pick between my partner or my child, I would always choose my child. Yeah, of course. And, and I think that as a mother and as a parent, not a, even as a mother, if you're a good parent, your children will always be your priority. I'm a woman and I'm selfish. I want to be the priority. So if this man or if a man I date has kids, I'm not going to be the priority. Damn, that definitely narrows like, your that definitely narrows down your your dating pool by a lot significantly because yeah. I am open to dating somebody with kids and I would prefer that because I don't want any more. So that definitely narrows down, especially at our age range because what's your age group that you... 35, it has to be 35 to like 47, I would say. So, so to meet 45. somebody 35 to 45 with no kids? There are. There, I know they exist, but it your pool is even more narrow than mine. Like if mine was a little pond, yours is like a puddle. But you know what? <laughs> The 35 to 45 year olds with no kids are the bosses. Like this is the true. CEOs. They're the men that focused their 20s and building their career and building their business. They were on some like, bullshit. They were on yeah. some real shit. And they yeah. they might not want kids. They want kids. It doesn't matter. I, I I would like to have two more, but if I don't, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with just having my son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I don't want any more. Public but service I announcement. do want to be the priority. Like, I want to be, like, I want to be the priority. And I know that that's going to be, uh, you know, like a thing. I think that it's possible to have that with somebody who has kids, but somebody whose kids are older. Yes. Whose kids have their own like life Like high already. school or Yeah, they're or like, yeah, because when kids are in high school, they don't, yeah. like, they don't want you in their mix. That's so true. So I think that if there's somebody, maybe somebody whose kids are a lot older and they have their own life, because then you are the priority. Essentially, maybe their kids right. will have a need here and there, but essentially you would be the priority. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, girl. I'm like, that's I a little, I was like, dang, that's a little charco. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I was like, where are you going to find somebody? <laughs> so the other thing is like, I've never thought about that. I've yeah. never thought about that, but I always have this like abundance mentality. Like, of there's course. There's so much for everybody. Everyone. 
the man that's for me is going to be there. Like, even if he's not, I'm okay being alone for the rest of my life because I love my own company. I do love my own company, but I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. No? No, but I do love my own company. I do love myself, but I think life is so much better shared. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can share it with your girlfriends. This is true, but what if they get mad, girl? Get the rose, girl. <laughs> make them break up. <laughs> hey, make them break up. Like, no, you can't. We, we're supposed to go to Cabo, girl. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. No, yeah. I, I definitely enjoy my own company, but... I don't want to, I would love to remarry, and I would love to remarry before 40. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So before 40, and like start a life with somebody. Would you like, would you have a big wedding? I think I would have a beautiful, loving, intimate wedding, maybe oh. destination. Ooh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, because I never actually had one. Mm -hmm. So I think I would love to have that moment of romance and like that just intimate memory you know and my kids be there and then yeah. witness like true genuine love and like you know just it be a, such a, a family loving thing and I move from a place of pure love like my anything I do is always out of like love like it's always like I'm always concerned or you know it's just always love and so I would love nothing more than to be in a room of people that I love and just feel that radiate in the oh, air. Oh, I can already feel that. Huh, like, oh. manifesting. Yes. Yeah. So I I hope that, I know that it's that day's going to come and I'm going to bring you guys with me. Yes. I'm like, I know that day will come, but I know it'll come for you too. But yeah, I would love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. Yes. So I still believe in love. You guys. I you can see the happiness and the love in your eyes. That's going to happen. Thank yes. you. I love it. See, that's one of the best compliments ever. Honestly, yes. it's one of the most beautiful compliments ever to receive but yeah i i wish that for both of us yeah. um okay so we've talked a little bit about everything now i know people had questions because i did um ask on ig if anybody had questions for alma so let's get into a few of those before we close let's see what was your biggest fear when you decided to walk away from your marriage? Not being able to support my son. So I feel like growing up Latina, I feel like you have to, you're either with your man or you're a self-sufficient independent woman. Oh, like there's no in between. Like we can't be soft feminine, be provided for. It's either your your mom is making shit happen and like your dad's just there or mm -hmm. He's doing it, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. That was my biggest fear, especially coming from, like, you're not going to be able to make it in your new career. That was, like, the biggest, like, what if I fail? He definitely did a great job of cast making you feel beneath him. Mm -hmm. Like, casting doubt yes. in you, but I think a lot of that stems from their very much own insecurities, because I experienced the same thing, and it's their insecurities of them not wanting to allow you to see the greatness that's in you because then they fear you leaving because you found the greatness that they already knew was there and they're insecure about that or they have a lack mentality like oh that too don't ever date somebody with a lack mentality guys don't do that to yourselves because the lack mentality will have you limited the rest of your life oh god yes yes yeah. so don't do that to yourselves no okay Oh, you look really good in your hair color. Thank Tell you. her I love it. Okay, um, how is your dating life currently going? So we know you're single. We know you're single. We know you're not settling. Um, any instances in dating life that you want to share? Maybe a little brief story about dating or somebody that you dated? 
Um, doesn't have to be recent or old, what, anything. So I think that I'm very selective in who I go out with or who I'm going to share my energy with. And I think it's really important to be very selective of who you sleep with, I would say. So uh, to me, it's like I'm going to sleep with somebody that I'm going to date. I want to say like the first guy that I dated, he was like the real, the one that I set the tone for me. Like I, I really liked it. So if I were to date again, um, it would have to be someone like that. Like not him. Because, right, you know, of course. Yeah, he's I in the past. I like, think rule is, rule number one, we never date anybody from the past. But um, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody yeah. like with that vibe. Yes. Is there something that you, this is a me question for you. Is there something that you learned that you liked in the bedroom that you didn't know in your marriage that Toys. was exciting? Toys. Aye. But it wasn't with that guy that I talked about. It was with the guy that I just ended things with. Um, I dated him for almost a year. It was going to be a year, but um, he really put things into perspective. I'm like, what? My body can do that? Woo! <laughs> Three times in a row? <gasps> I didn't know that. Dude. Yeah. I think, yeah, me too. Like, there's there's some things that I experienced post that I'm like, you're like, wait, oh, was- my God, I didn't know I loved being choked like that in that <laughs> way or, like, slapped like that <laughs> in my mouth, spit in my mouth, <laughs> slap me again, like, knock me unconscious. That's fine. <laughs> I think after some of my experiences, I'm like, Okay, I really like that, actually. Yeah. And and just know that you would have not known that side of you if you were still with, you know, that, that other person. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that yeah. I enjoy now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thoroughly. Yes. I'm like, thoroughly. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's got a little hot. <laughs> um, okay, and we'll do one more. How do you know your marriage is really over? Like, what? Is there a definite, definitive answer to that? If you're questioning if your marriage is over or if it's worth continuing, that's your answer. Like the exact moment that you doubt that relationship, that means that that relationship is doomed and you have to walk away. Yes, it's a process. Make a plan. Like if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you don't have, you know, you don't work. The resources. Yeah, make a plan. For that because the moment that you start doubting it you're just prolonging the ine- inevitable mm-hmm. like it's gonna happen and it's up to you if it happens now in three months in six months or in 10 years yep and then you're 10 years older 10 years older and you're gonna need more botox yes and that's rough yeah that's <laughs> expensive it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive so do it now yes um okay and to close out i always want to leave with the most positive note possible so if you could leave us with maybe your favorite quote or what motivates you, what inspires you, leave us with something, a piece of Alma that is a very beautiful side of you. Always love yourself and always, always choose yourself. Because when you choose yourself and you choose yourself from loving yourself, so many things can happen. You could be in the darkest moment right now, but there's so much light waiting for you the moment that you make that choice. You guys heard it here. Thank you so much, Alma, for being here. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming Thank here you and sitting with me. me and being vulnerable and sharing your story. And I know that it matters. And I know that we didn't meet out of coincidence. I know that it had a purpose. And look at how far it's got us. Yes. Like two, three years later, yes. who would have thought that we would be sitting here on yes. this couch? That is crazy. Smiling. See? About what we went reason. through. Yes. Because... 
we weren't smiling for a long time. No. And we got here and look at us smiling. And on the other side of everything that we felt maybe we would never make it out of. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Thank you for having me. On the podcast. Yes. Chasing different dreams. Wowzers. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love you guys. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Ciao. Bye.